0: Hi, G here from Fight Game Media. Our Patreon, aka Fight Game Media Network Plus, recently turned one. We've been through a lot of trial and error, as well as progress with the network, and we want to thank our subscribers, both old and new, with a token of our appreciation. Literally, a digital token. We've created our very first Po-Op. If you don't know what that is, think of it as an NFT that celebrates an event. If you don't know what an NFT is, well, Google will help you with that. If you join Fight Game Media Network Plus today at patreon.com front media, you can claim your year one Fight Game Media Network Plus PO-OP. We're only doing 100 of them. So join now to claim your prize. It's just $5 per month, and we have a ton of current and historical audio content waiting for you. Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and on today's episode, we're going to do something different here. Instead of doing a match review or, uh, or a show review, I'm gonna be talking about a sub uh, a subject a topic that was brought up on our fight game media Facebook group is Adam page reign as aew champion has it been a failure now it was this was brought up on our group and it was a lot of people chimed in it was a very uh, 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 it's got we had like over a hundred comments on it I think on that on this topic. And some people were in agreement of that, some people weren't, or some people want to wait to see how it's going to end. That's where I'm at honestly. I'm you know, I can't really judge a title reign until it ends. So but will I say it's a failure so far? Eh, I would say it's been underwhelming. And I think it actually starts, you know, before he won the championship why it's been so underwhelming. Now this storyline between Adam Page and Kenny Omega has been going on for a couple years now, building to when Hanging Adam Page finally beats Kenny Omega, the one guy he can't beat, right? And, of course, we all know that happened at uh, Full Gear in November. And the reason why I feel that Adam Page's title reign so far has been underwhelming, not a failure, but underwhelming, is because I think they lost the momentum to when he finally won the title. Now, let's go back and kind of the last few months and talk about some of the history leading up to Hangman Adam Page's winning the title. Just a little recap here. Um, You know, Page was, all signs pointed to All Out in September where Hangman Adam Page is going to win a championship. Sure felt like that to me. Sure, felt like that to the crowd. I mean, he was hot, molten hot for a lot of those crowds. People just couldn't wait to see Hangman at Page win that championship. And they booked the match. It was on uh, September 28th. And it was an elimination match. It was Adam Page and his Dark Order buddies versus the Elite. And the stipulation was if Adam Page and the Dark Order win the match, Dark Order gets a tag team tile shot, and Hangman Adam Page gets a tile shot. If Kenny Omega's team wins, then Dark Order can never get a tag team tile shot if they lead our champions. And Hangman Adam Page couldn't get a tile shot as long as Kenny Omega is a champion. That was a stipulation. And going into this match, I thought, okay, it's going to come down to Page winning it and and I don't think he should have beat Omega I think you could have got mega out there with the, out, him out of that match without Paige beating Omega but you could also you could also uh you know have Paige beat you know the young bucks or something you know one of the young bucks members you know at the end right Matt Jackson right um but in a shock of all shocks I think people you know I think a lot of people weren't expecting this. Omega's team won. So, no tile shot for Hangman on Page. No tile shot for the Dark Order. But specifically, the the main thing that was shocking was because everyone thought, okay, All Out main event is going to be Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. a Page. Um, it, I mean, All Out, I think it was going to sell out fast anyways because AEW pay-per-views normally do. But I think a lot of people, when, the, when All Out was announced, I think a lot of those fans hardcore fans were said hey haven't traveled that much during the pandemic but I'm definitely going to make this show cuz I want to see I want to be there live when this happens and it didn't they were <laughs> it was a it was a complete shock shock for me I thought for sure this is where they're going just standard booking you know you know nice build uh you know bayface one big win one more big win earned tile shot I thought I thought it was I thought it was perfect but didn't happen that way and i think this really hurt his momentum now this true story is that you know hanging on a page had a baby on the way his due date i believe was was due date was in september so he took time off to be with his baby and the in his and his wife you know this i believe this is her first child and you know being a father of three i totally understand you know being there for your wife, and of course, for your new baby, and just that bonding, just a very important thing. But, man, you know, I, if this was the 80s, maybe 90s, even early 2000s, I don't think a lot of wrestlers would do what Adam Page did. Now, it's a little different world now, right? And people are more understanding, but at the same time, though, even though, this, in this day and age, people are more understanding, little more info out there real world you know you get on you know with social media of course same time it can still hurt your momentum in wrestling just same thing with steve austin right steve austin hurts his neck in august of 1997 and he is like i gotta yeah you know, he's freaking out because this is his big shot this is his big push and it's about to be taken away from him and he knows like he has to do something to remain hot be active be there make the flights to be there even though he probably should be resting at home but no he made tv he's you know a few weeks later like he was back at it again you know not wrestling full time but always keeping himself on television always keeping that fire hot and lit right so that's where i think i if i was tony khan i would have said hey adam page is there somehow you can work this out like we really only run one show a week sometimes three if there's a pay-per-view at a live rampage but most of the time it's a one show i'll give you my pirate jet we will pick you up it'll fly you there after the show you can fly back of course you'll be off the week when the baby is born but i need you there for that pay-per-view this is the time for it, and I'm sure Hangman would understand. Maybe there was a maybe there was a discussion. I, don't, I mean, I don't know exactly what happened behind closed doors there, but if I was hanging on that page, I would just try to do both right as much as possible. And in this day and age, with only one AEW Dynamite show a week, like it's easily done, and possible. And I know, I know it's gonna be tough, but that's the wrestling business. And there's always been like that, right? And so with, with that, with him taking time off, debuted his baby, beat his wife, which is great. I'm not knocking him for that. But that but that did cost the momentum. Because at the same time, as he's taking time off, a few weeks before that, actually, before he took the time off, CM Punk debuts, and he is you know, people are just going nuts for Punk, right? Just, he comes out for an interview, they go crazy. He is just so hot. He was, he's overshouting everyone because he's such a big star, right? Then at the pay-per-view, after the pay-per-view, after the main event, uh, Adam Cole day's debuts, big star, right? Crowd goes nuts. But then Brian Danielson debuts, superstar, just like CM Punk, and once Brian Danson came in, and we had CM Punk there, even me as a viewer, I kind of forgot about Hangman and Page. Like it wasn't even about Hangman and Page winning the title for me anymore. Like I, I literally just forgot out of sight, out of mind. Really, that's what it was for me. Um, because. Brian Danks, you just want to see what he's going to do next, and you want to see him get a title shot. He got a non-title shot against Kenny Omega. They went a thirty-minute Broadway, a really damn good match. And after that match, maybe you want to see him win that tournament, the uh, the Eliminator tournament, to get a shot again at Kenny Omega. And, but uh, you know, that but Anna Page came back. He came back October sixth, my wife's birthday. And he won the casino ladder match. Uh, he was the surprise entrant. Which in the booking sense, it doesn't really make it just doesn't make sense because how could he be entered into this ladder match for a title shot at the AEW champion when the AEW champion is still Kenny Omega? The stipulation of the elimination match back in on July twenty eighth was that as long as Kenny Omega is champion, Adam Page couldn't get a, champion sh- a title shot. So that was, it was almost like it was forced in. And I think a lot of fans saw that and and yeah, they're happy to see Paige back. You know, it just it felt forced in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Um at the same time too, like it was kinda of like you have Brian Danson doing this tournament, wrestling, what, three guys to win it, and Adam Page comes in, wins the ladder match and gets a title shot before, you know, the winner of this tournament. I don't know. I just wasn't really high on the booking. I mean, going into that full gear pay-per-view, actually CM Punk and A. Kingston overshadowed that that title match. Um Miro and Brian Danson as the finals of the tournament, knowing it was gonna be a good match, overshadowed it. Um even Darby Allen and MJF overshadowed it even before they had a the great opening match. I'm just talking about like it was a match I was looking forward to. Like fourth on my list was probably Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and it really shouldn't be. That should be the the top match. But like I said, so much was just above it and more interesting. Brian Dance in the tournament. Um of course, you know, John Moxley getting hurt, you know, Miro filling in, did it take that, you know, finals down a little bit. Maybe so, but I I prefer Miro over John Moxley anyways in the ring. So for me, I was like, "Oh, I know they're going to have a great match." And they did. It was it was it was really really good. Um, and so with that, it's momentum was lost. In my opinion, like even after he won it, you're just thinking about, you know, Brian Danielson next, right? CM Punk still. And then when they shot the angle quick and where Brian Danielson turned heel, that was also out of left field because Brian Danielson just got there in September I wasn't ready for a heel turn for him. It's fine; he could turn heel down the line, but like he's so beloved, especially coming out out of WWE, and those that this fan base just despises WWE, and they want Brian Danson to be, you know, the Brian Danson of old. And I mean, other than some aggressiveness, a little bit, he's the same guy, right? Like still having great matches, had great matches in WWE, and you know now he and now he's having great matches in AEW. So, but the heel turn I thought was ill advised for him. And I believe that because if you ever remember, remember, John Moxley had a, was being really aggressive in the tournament. He was, I think he was like very, uh, uh, I think he destroyed 10, right? Preston Vance, the Dark Order. Like he just destroyed him, bloodied him up and won. So I believe the role of the heel turn was, the heel turn was going to be John Moxley's. But since Moxley had to go to rehab, They put Brian Daniels in that spot, and he's the one that turned heel. But even though he is great at it, he's very good. He understands what buttons to push on the AEW audience. I still think it was ill-advised. I think you just got to do this down the line sometime. But they did it, and it's been entertaining, and now we're at... Winter is coming. (laughs) And... So my shock was, the match is going to be on this show. Brian Danson challenging Hangman Adam Page for the championship. I thought for sure this would be the Battle of Belts main event. This was going to be the probably the first show on TBS, but they put it here on Winner Is Coming. Now, I don't. I just it when this match was announced for this show, Winner Is Coming. I'm like, wow, what did they have for the Battle of the Belts? What's going to happen there? It just got me thinking. Got just I couldn't stop thinking about it, honestly. Because it just didn't feel right to be on this show, but it felt right to be on the Battle of the Belts. So I'm like, what did they have for Battle of the Belts? I like, just kept thinking about it. And then I kept thinking about, what do you do in this match th- this coming week? The winner, The winner is coming show. What do you do? because you're kind of booked yourself at a corner in a ways one you have brian Danson, who's so hot right now as this heel character still so hot just being an AEW. that him losing right now just doesn't feel right you know my booking mind just doesn't feel right to me uh, but then again you have hanging on a page where you spent all this time talking about it his redemption story and finally win the title you know even though he lost some momentum leading into the to ch- the title change like i just like if you take the belt off him now in this match will it do more damage to hangman and page would it put him you know fans just not believing him anymore i know they like him but they'll always he'll always have that you know Always had that like short range stigma on him, even almost a transitional, you know, stigma on him. Even though I wouldn't say it's transitional, I just think you know Brian Danson's so hot right now, you might as well go with the hot hand. It's 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 tough. It's really tough. Like Moxley would have been perfect, right? Like he turns heel. I think hanging out a page, beating Moxley for the title. You know, for the for retaining the title would be perfect, especially for a, a free television match, um on a on a special event too. Battle Bow the bells, I thought that was perfect. Um that's kind of why I was pushing for Miro to beat Brian Danielson in some kind of dirty way. Not clean, some dirty way to where Miro beats Danielson, Miro gets a tile shot, gets Hang on Page, he Miro loses that tile shot. But then you have Brian Danielson's can still feud Miro for a bit because he got screwed, and now he wants to get some measure of revenge. And you get you give Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danson, a, a program during that time. So, but they didn't go that route. And now we're here, and I was thinking, what would I do? So I was thinking, like, okay, what if Tony Khan called me and said, John, I'm burnt out on booking. I've been doing this for two years, over two years now. I'm burnt out. I got so much going on. My football team sucks. My soccer team sucks. I got to put more attention to that. You know, I need a booker to come in and, you know, book this. I'll oversee it. But I just need someone to come in and with a new vision, fresh ideas. Oh, by the way, I, I need you. Your first day of on the job will be winter is coming. Brian Danielson versus hangout page for the AEW Championship, so that's what I'm gonna talk about next. Like, what would I do? Because, like I said, it's been just, just in on my head, in my mind, like all day, in my heart. Thinking, like, man, what would I do if I if I got just fell into my lap, right? So, so we're gonna go back. That's what I'm gonna get into detail in after this break. And I want to talk about real quick before we go into that. I want to talk about our Patreon, the Fight Game Media Patreon. It's $5 a month. We have some great content on there. We have four exclusive and weekly podcasts on the Patreon, including the Raw 1997 Review with Gary Gonzalez and myself. We're having a great time talking about 1997 Raw, re-watching all this stuff, bringing back a lot of great memories, a lot of bad memories recently for me because... I'm thinking, about, oh my god, this DX stuff is just—I I didn't like it in '97. I'm still not liking it now. It even looks more childish now than it did back then. Um, so we're having a lot of fun. We also we also cover the pay per views during that time. Um, it's been great, and I you know we're going to continue on with Raw into 1998 and 2022. So that should be a lot of fun, and I think we're going to might might get a a Nitro show to kind of go with it from '98. We'll see if that's still in the works. You know, I remember people talking about it, you know, a a, a few months ago. I don't know if that's still the plan, but we'll see what happens there. But we also have some other great shows. Obviously, we got the Dynamite show with Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins. They covered the Dynamite show directly right after when Dynamite airs on Wednesdays. Um, And then we have Scott Edwards' five-star Joshi show. Very popular show. It's, you know, for $5 a month, you get all these shows plus... You know, and uh, you know it's just some great content, especially for those Joshi wrestling fans. I've I've heard nothing but good things. We got a lot of people subscribing just for this show alone because they're just big. You know, such a great Scott's is just, just you know he's so passionate about Joshi wrestling and the people that you know follow him and and really followed him to the Patreon. So that was really cool, and that show is just is on fire. And then we also got my my boys. Brace for Impact with uh, with uh, Mike Gilbert and J D Oliva. Love that show. Love those guys. I just love they crack me up um, when they review Impact Wrestling. I love it when they get frustrated with stuff. I love the, you know it, it's just great. They're they, they're entertaining as hell talking about Impact Wrestling. And even though I'm not really watching Impact Wrestling right now, I might jump back in later again but i just got so frustrated right before bound for glory with that stupid digital media title and i was like i'm done i'm out and you know i'm surprised i lasted what 10 months watching uh, impact wrestling but i always listen to brace for impact because it's just a damn entertaining show so again five dollars a month to get all this great content to help you know and of course it just helps the Fight game media out, and we really do appreciate it. And with these shows, they'll be on the Patreon as well as some exclusive content uh, for the show. I know for Raw 97s, we had a lot Dave Meltzer on there covering some stuff. Garrett gets him on there, talk that. We've had Moxley on there, and um, every once in a while, too, like for a Take It Home Podcast, I might put something on the Patreon exclusive follow, you know, an exclusive Patreon uh, Take It Home Podcast. You know, that's where this show was hosted before, but when we started as free feed. It was brought over here, which has been great. Um, but you know, I might have some exclusive stuff. I'm trying to think of some ideas, and we'll see stuff like that in the future. So please check out the Fight Game Media Patreon page. Five dollars a month. You know, not a bad investment for some great, great content, some great shows. And uh, you know, for those subscribing now, we greatly appreciate. It. And if those of you are you know on the fence about it, give us a shot. You know, five bucks. You know, it's a a month a month of checking us out. Doesn't work for you? Doesn't work for you? I totally understand. It. I totally get it. But you know, I think you're gonna like what we have and a lot of great content on there. So, again, thanks for the subscribers we have now, and you know, looking forward to even more subscribers for the Fight Game Media page uh, Patreon page. So, all right, so let's get back into this. So, what if Tony Kwan made me Booker? Um and said my first day on the job was winter is coming. Hangman on page defending the AEW championship against Brian Danielson. Like I said before, I'm just keep thinking, what are they gonna do? I'm so interested in this match on Wednesday. Like I'm looking forward to, you know, it's been a while since I looked forward to a match. Like I really just because of the result. I want to know the result of this match. It's been a very long time and they got me intrigued big time. Definitely. You know, so next Wednesday it's going to be for me all about AEW. Of course, I'll be watching NXT and AEW dynamite for our show on the fight game media show on the wrestling observer podcast network on description based network there. But God, NXT has been rough watch frustrating to watch. Um, Especially last week was the you know was a shits, excuse my language, but I just can't get into. It. So you know, AW is like my focus right now coming into this week. So, and I'm just, what are they gonna do? Because it's a big decision here. So what do I do now? Another another issue before I get into the, the details of it when I when it comes to uh, underwhelming. Adam Page title reign is that he hasn't really done much on television since winning the title. He had a great promo when he won it, because then but Brian Danielson did the heel churn, that kind of slightly overshadowed what Hangman Page was doing. And then for the most part, Page has been, you know, running in after Brian Danielson beats one of his dark order buddies and runs off Brian Danielson or you know. So there hasn't been many promos. You know, it, it just Not just focus right now, like honestly, MGF and CM Punk is the hottest thing going on in AEW right now. That's what everyone's talking about. That's the best program going right now in wrestling. And Adam Page is and Brian Danson, other than we know it's going to be a good match, the build hasn't been all that great. And so, if I was booking the show next week, I would have live in the locker room interviews with hangman on page and brian danielson and brian danielson in his promo some of the bullet points i would give him would be like you know talk about how you know brian danielson you know at hangman page is a he is good but he's missing something and i'm gonna show everyone what he's missing and i'm gonna beat him I'm going to humble him. I'm going to show him why I'm the best in the world, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So Brian Danson going in, like, hanging on a page, needs to earn his respect. You know, he's a champion. He still needs to earn Brian Danielson's respect. And hanging on the page, I would have him do a promo in the back. And again, these will not be interviewed by Alex Marvis, who's horrible. Or, or Dasha, who's good, but I think... The best they have is Tony Schiavone. He's really good in his interview segments, but let him be an interview. Let him hold the mic. Don't let him the don't let the wrestler take the mic from him. Let it be like a a, a feel like a big fight feel interview. Right when in a boxing match, you see you know the interview go in the locker room and talk. And in this when the interview goes, Tony Schiavone goes into the locker room of Hangman and Page. No dark order guys around. No, at least maybe John Silver, but I would, or a couple, but not, but not not evil Uno. We don't want that stupid mask there. Like we don't want, we don't want Stu Grace in there. We we want maybe maybe just Reynolds and Silver. But I would tell him you know it's not about you guys. Tone down all your goofiness because it's not a goofy moment. This is a big world title match, and let Adam Page. Cut his promo about how Dallas Daniel Brian Danielson, excuse me, is doubting him. Doesn't respect him. Doesn't believe he deserves to be his champ, this a champion. Even though he proved that I you know I did I beat Kenny Omega, he still doesn't believe. He still doesn't respect me as champion. I gotta go out there and prove it, right? And that's that's earlier in hour one, obviously. You have a match because let's start off a show with the match. Let's not start off a show with the promo. Start off a nice match, do a dance Danson promo, have another nice match, and then do uh um uh, the Hangman on Page promo. And then right and after that Hangman on Page promo, let's go into like a special, you know, hype video, twenty four seven like video of now you're now you're breaking it down more with some expert opinion. I know Jim Ross is not there because of the you know his 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 getting his treatments, radiation treatment for his uh, skin cancer. But maybe we can get him to do say a couple words and give his opinion on this match. Don't put Excalibur out there on these. It just looks so bad. I'm sorry, take him off. But put guys that have some credibility. Get Sting to say a few words. Get you know Big Show. Get um, you know, any of the veteran talent, Mark Henry, uh, some of the top stars, who they think is going to win, you know, like CM Punk, etc. Give, you know, maybe some, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Meltzer would do it, right? Get him to say a few words, you know, get some celebrities to chime in. Let's be serious, you know, some serious celebrities. They don't want, like, some goofball. Like, <coughs> maybe Shaq can reappear and say a few words who he thinks is going to win. Um, you, you know, use that connection that Tony Khan has and really people debating who's going to win, who's going to win. And then right before hour number two, I'd have the entrances make it a big deal, right? Big entrance. Uh, make it feel special, make it, maybe the, this is where you use the pyro, maybe you have a special entrance for everyone, I don't know, just make it feel like a damn, almost like a Wrestlemania main event, right? Just spruce up the production for this match. Bell should ring right before the hour starts, and I would book this match to go Broadway, Right? Have it go Broadway. Ha- actually, we actually need to... Sorry, we need to actually move it a little earlier before the hour or two because I want to go. Bro- I it to go Broadway and I want it to go to where there's something left at the end, right? Back end of the match. I want some time to tell the story that's going to continue the story, right? It's gonna, the, big, the big angle at the end. And again, I would have it go Broadway and bell rings and both men are just... Exhausted. They wrestle 60 minutes. And they're just huffing and puffing. They're down. And they're down close to each other. And Brian reaches out, grabs Paige's hand. And everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen here? You know, But they work to their knees. They're just getting each other looks. Brian kind of like pats him on the back. And it's because we saw earlier or heard earlier in that promo. He talked about not having respect for Hangman page. You know, he has to earn respect. He thinks he's, you know, better than him, et cetera. But this match, they went toe-to-toe. No one won, but Hangman hung with them for 60 minutes. So Brian Dancer earns that – Hangman earns that respect. <coughs> Excuse me. And then just as you think the whole – it's lovey-dovey. You know, you got time this right. You don't want to rush this. You know, Brian takes a Jeep shot on page, shows his true colors. Like, you know what? You still don't, I still don't respect you. And just to add some more heat, right? To continue this, because nothing was settled in the Broadway, you know. Maybe something dash, even dashly, maybe a low blow or, you know, something, something that's you want to build heat with, right? You, you want to build a rematch with. And that rematch would be at Battle of the Belts. And before Battle of Belts happens, and there's only like a week or two, I believe, before the match, I would do something to where, you know, Brian and Paige get in a scuffle and Brian gives Paige a big kick to the face, right? I know I know Brian's he's a magician. He can make it look vicious. And Paige grabs his eye, and we're thinking broken aura bone or something. Find out it's not broken, but it's there's swelling there and it's injured, and he's gonna be, he's gonna have a weakness going into the match, right? And I think what I would do is I would change the belt here at Battle of the Belts. The Big Show on oh, the new network needs to be something big. I say change the title, for Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson does something again to cheat to win. You know, don't do a ref bump, but be creative with the ref with the referee out of position to where Brian can, you know, throw a shot. And the eye, and then maybe you know, he does those mounting elbows, he could do those mounting elbows and just, those, those sorry, those uh, 12 to 6 elbows and just start raining on that side of the bad eye, right? Paige coming all taped up in his eye, not an eye patch, but just taped up through, you know, like that's what you know, it's 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 an injury. And that match with Paige, you know, Brian Danielson's always working on his. Blind side, right? He's he's working on that. He's working on Page's weakness, and that's what he's focusing on. Finally, when Paige is making a big comeback, there's a referee's opposition for some reason. Boom! Punch the eye, thumb the eye, back open the eye. You know, some, preferably a, a thumb or something that's going to dig into that. Paige is blind. Like again, twelve to six elbows. Referee has to call it and stop the match because page is just done right he just you know his, you know maybe this is where he get some blood at this point um referee calls it so it's a referee call brian danielson wins page loses he has an out because he had an injury going in an injury caused by brian danielson and the referee stopped it he didn't submit he didn't get pinned that's a referee stoppage So you have a reason for a rematch if you want to do that or a rematch between these two down the line and there's that issue. You you never really beat me. You know, I was 100%. And it's not crying heel stuff. Like, it's legitimate, right? A baby face has, you know, you know what you did. I'm not going to use excuses. But we all know. But I'm healthy now. I'm going to kick your ass, Brian Danison, right? And you can go to that later, later on. In the meantime, for that, like, just to kind of look ahead. What would you after that? I think if Moxie's okay to come back, I know they were teasing him going heal, but I think with the whole, you know, deal about him going to rehab, everyone knows the whole story there. That redemption story, people like to see him. They'll be so happy to see him back. He'd be just a bigger baby face when he when he left. He'd be fresh again as well. I think that should be the main event of may pay-per-view. And I think Brian Dancer should win that match as well. I, I, I don't think anyone would... It wouldn't hurt Moxie to lose to Brian Danson at that pay-per-view. Who would be the guy that defeats Brian Dancer for the title? I'm going to go with CM Punk. He needs to be doing something more than just... Well, right now he's in a great feud with the MJF, but God, man till we got here i was getting really tired of seeing, seeing punk on my television like i felt like he was like working his way down the card instead of like up the card but now he's in a in a in a really good interesting feud Pro, you know like i said the best feud going right now in wrestling um i still think that punk should lose to mjf that should be his first loss punk um, mjf should get that but I think ultimately they they can again they can do a program with this. I know Tony Khan does like to do rematches, but rematches sell when they're done right, and when there's when the, when people that people really care about want to see go at it, and there's a good issue that to continue it, people will watch. You know, WWE just kind of does like oh we gotta do three matches, right? And we, it's like you just. Know it's coming. You're like, okay, this is gonna happen. They have another match here, another match here. Oh, and the blowouts probably gonna be on free television. Even know the big event, it was the first middle match, right? So, AW, I know, I know wouldn't do that. So, um, ultimately, I think Punk should win the feud. And ultimately, I think Punk would be the guy to beat Bryan Danielson. Because again, Punk as champion is money. Him, you know, the best in the world for both men, tagline, could be promoted. And that leaves, you know, Mega, when he comes back, he can challenge um, Punk. That's a big match for September or even uh, Full Gear, you know, or whatever. Early 2023. So so, and, And Punk can, can you come back with MGF later on with Punk too as champion as well? I love to see MGF reign as champion. Um, he had a great match with Darby Allen. I want to see a couple more matches with him like that. But I think he can handle it. I think he, I definitely think he can handle it as champion. Um, and so maybe that's what you do. Like, okay, so you have three, you have two matches with MJF and Punk. You know, MJF wins the first one, but Punk ultimately wins the the next one, so they're even. But it's a victory that you know that really you feel that Punk won the feud, right? And then when Punk is champion, and maybe time for lose title, he's—I don't know if he even needs a long reign as champion because he's kind of above the championship because he's so you know he's just a—he's one of the guys that doesn't really need it. But you have to put it on him, I think, and you have to go with him for a while. It doesn't have to be a long run, but the guy that beats him, you know, instead of going with a Mega again or something like that, MJF. And I think MGF as a champion in twenty twenty-three with his mouth and hit you know his ability to just really get the crowd that want you know wants to kill him, you know, you can have Adam Page maybe win the belt from him. Or maybe it's Cody as a heel who finally gets it. And, you know, Paige should be the guy that knocks him down, right? He, there's a million things you can do. There's a lot of directions you can go here. But short term You know, quick the quick the quick of it, just you know, when Brian Danielson wins the championship, as I would give him on in that battle of belt show, I would give him the belt. Ultimately it'd be Punk that beats him. So what happens? What's next for Hangman Page? How can we kinda help get that momentum going again? Kenny Mega is on he's out, recovered from injuries, multiple surgeries, who knows how long he's gonna be out for. And at the same time, we've kind of already seen a Hangman Elite feud, so you kind of don't want Hangman involved in that. You kind of give him some a smaller feud that he wins, another feud that he wins, and when Omega comes back, and there's and at the time at that same time Omega's ready to come back, you build up issues between Cole and Omega and the Bucks in the middle, and the Bucks all to do. Are they loyal to Kenny? Are they going to be loyal to Cole? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You don't know which way it's going to go. But finally, Cole turns on Omega and the Bucks. The Undisputed Era is officially reunited with Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole's leader. Now, who knows what's going to happen to Roderick Strong and NXT. I mean, honestly... The way that they're thinking at WWE right now, they're thinking about twenty-year-olds. Roddy's not twenty-year-old, but he's a fucking hell of a worker, and he can work circles, obviously, around these twenty-year-olds that they want to push these new acts that are not ready. And you know, you're gonna see a bunch of those green kids getting called up way before these veterans who can get the job done. Sadly, that's that's the landscape at WWE right now. It's fucking crazy. And it hurts my head, and it's sad, but that's their deal. So we'll have erotic strong. I know he signed a new contract, but you know he—they can always release him. I can see him being released in, in um after WrestleMania. I can see it happen. I really can. And bring him to AEW. Put him with Cole. O'Reilly and Fish again. Call them a different... uh, The era. Whatever you want to call them. I don't know what they can legally get away with. But have heels. Because God, I want to see Adam Cole away from the Young Bucks. It just... That's been a disappointment for me. The whole Adam Cole in AEW so far. It's just... He just blends into with the Young Bucks. He doesn't stand out. And he's, he's, he's money, man. I don't give a fuck. What... WWE thinks about him. You know. Of course there's people that did think he was money. And that was obviously Triple H, Shawn Michaels. The NXT. Black and gold brand. Crew. Everyone knows he's money. Um, And it's sad what was. Could have happened to him if he would have stayed. And how they. How Vince does not see. How. And his boys. Bruce Pritchard and Johnny Ace. Don't see. This guy as a as a, a main eventer and top guy but damn i cannot stand this stuff with the elite i just can't i just can't get into it he just sees like i said Sometimes they have six man tags because he's the same size as the bucks and the hair is the same length it's like almost like i can't even you know tell the difference when they're in there um other than cole is more you know he's obviously just technically sound in the bucks right but it's just, I don't know, not digging it. So I would love to see the Utterspeed Era reborn in AW. i would love the for strong to be there, but say he's not. Say he's still in AEW and they're not letting him out of his contract, right? For some reason. I don't think they will I think they will, but you no, know, he's still there. So who do you put in that fourth spot? Yeah, O'Reilly, you have Fish, you have Cole. What young gun kid could you put in there? I'm thinking young gun. Someone that they can groom. Someone that Cole can mentor. A kid that's shown a lot of potential, in my opinion, is Dan Garcia. I know he's with the 2.0 guys, right? It's a weird, odd couple. <laughs> you know, just a group to be a group, I think. And I, if you can't have strong and you need a fourth guy, I would put Dan Garcia in there because I always like stables that had that one young gun right you know dangerous lions had steve austin uh, the horseman in 1987 had lex luger 88 they had a barry windham you know later on the nitro days i love that Benoit was part of that group you know like as the young guy um i know mongo technically was the youngest guy because of experience level later but you know that guy that's going to be a future guy, a future, future guy in, and, and, and so Benoit was the, in my opinion, that guy in, in the horseman of that era, 1990. I mean, Sid was a young guy and that made sense to me. And it's unfortunate that it never worked out. Actually that horseman, I thought when that horseman group was, uh, was built up, I thought, man, that's going to be great. So again, I always like heel stables to have that one young kid that, could take over the group and feud with the leader or you know eventually be just be built up as i made it better and i think dan garcia has a lot of great attributes so a great future and that's what i would do and uh, and adam page would be involved in that feud with the new undisputed era and a big story for 2022 would be the Bayface Face reunion of the Elite, you know, um, and they would feud, and then you could do a War Games match with the Bayface Face Elite versus the New Undisputed Era, etc. And that's what I would do for 2022 with Adam Page. I think that would get him back, so momentum, and then you start making Page the guy in the Elite, and you know, Mega, he's getting older, you know, he can step down a little bit, and yeah, you can, there's so much you can do. It's it's a lot of fun. There's it's a, it's it's uh there's all these different ways you can go. But overall that's what I would have Adam Page do in twenty twenty two is involved in this program with the new undisputed era. So that's it. What do you guys think? Do you think I'm on to something? You like it? Um I you know it's not week by week detail. I could do that if we want, if I really had, you know, the time on my hands I kinda of sit there and go over every little thing. But, you know, I just wanted to give a broad overview, like what I would do in the immediate plans, what I would do if I was given the book and had a book, the results of Winter is Coming and the Battle of the Belt show. It's just fascinating to me because, like I said, it feels, it feels like to me, Tony Khan is booked into a corner. Now, I, I'm sure he wouldn't say that. I'm sure he has a plan, obviously. And I, I can't see what it is. And it's gonna be a very polarizing result, I think. And it's gonna be another big topic on the fight game media Facebook page and it's gonna be a big topic all around wrestling next week. Um, you know beyond the results too I'm curious about the rating. I know it's gonna be I'm not really a ratings guy. I don't really dive too deep into it and I don't get sucked into all that craziness. but they have been down. And there's a million reasons why, and people have theorized, and I just stick with Paul Fontaine, my man. He's the Mr. Ratings. I listen to what he says, and he he really dives deep into it, so he does his research, so I trust my buddy Paul, my good friend, to give me my ratings news. I wait for him. I wait for Paul. I don't make for that damn Brian Alvarez's tweet that everyone else does. (laughs) Love you, Brian. I wait for the breakdown for Paul Fontaine. Um, So... Um, but I'm curious, like, will this get a million? I think it should, right? It's a big match. Brian and going for the championship. I think it should. Will it? Will it be disappointed they don't? I mean, I, I think the rating will be up. But what does it need to be? The overall viewers, I'm saying. Will it be overall we over a million? I know people are going to be like, oh, so it's, it's 18, about, you know, 18 to 35. And I get that. And I know it's a very important rating, obviously. But, you know. The overall viewers are very important too when it comes to like how hot something is or does it appeal to um, beyond your hardcore base, right? And I think their hardcore base is about this 800,000 range. So if they can get past that with this match and then also not just this match, but the following week and how battle belts produces rating wise. So at least for me in the immediate future, I'm going to care about the ratings a little bit more with these next next couple events. So again, thanks for joining me. You can follow me on Twitter at LaRockaJL. Again, check out our uh, Fight Game Media Patreon page. Five dollars a month. Give us a shot for a month. It's five bucks. If you don't like it? Hey, I just you know do what you need to do. Cancel the subscription. But I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think you're really going to enjoy the shows on there, and, and you're going to have a good time and you know put us on your loop of five k uh, of uh podcast feeds um so yeah check out our other shows on this feed we got the boom right a A A overall all things AEW dynamite we have the rap all things wwe um and i appreciate you guys listening to take it home podcast i appreciate last week making me making it one of the top three episodes of the week that was very cool um it was cool to see when Garrett told me. I, I was really happy when Garrett told me that because I'm like, does anyone listen to this show? But, you know, you just never know, right? You just I, you know, I just talk out there. Especially being a one-man show on this is, is, is challenging, you know, and I appreciate it. I really do. So thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week. Have Have a good one and be safe.